This is a change. Usually we stay standing for the scripture reading, but go ahead and take a seat just now. Um, every week we do go to the scriptures because it is there that the person and work of Christ are most clearly revealed today. We are doing something a little bit different and Dodds will explain that in just a moment when he comes up. But if you would, I would like to pray. If you would bow your head and pray with me for our time in God's word. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for the time that you've given us together already. And I pray that you would continue to be with us by your spirit, that you would fill us and give us understanding as we read 1 John together. I pray that you would bless us with the hearing of your word, that you would meet us in a particular way, in a way that, in a way that makes us both individually and together look a little bit more like Jesus today than we did yesterday. We ask for the grace of understanding as we engage with your words together. In Jesus' name, amen. Peace be with you. Thank you. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Dodds. I'm one of the pastors here at Sojourn. It's very good with, to be with you on the Lord's Day. You, uh, you Labor Day weekend faithful. Um, thank you for being here. Um, today we're going to do something a little bit different, just as Paul said. Um, we're going to do something that we have never done in our 11-year history as a church. Rather than preaching a, a typical sermon, I am going to read through John's first letter from start to finish. Um, I timed it out the other day. It came to about 19 minutes. So it'll just be among the shortest sermons ever preached at Sojourn. Um, when John's, the reason that we're doing this is, what, is that just in part, when John's original audience first received this letter, they, they would have gathered around and listened to it read out loud. Um, as modern Christians, that this isn't something that we do very often. We've gotten a bit out of practice um, when it comes to longer public readings like this. And, and truly, it's, it's one thing to, to read something for yourself. It's one thing to read Scripture to yourself, but quite another to listen to it read out loud. Because listening is an act of submission. When we listen, we're submitting to what's being said, and hearing God's Word is, is much, much different than, than studying it or explaining it or analyzing it. And so that's why we often say, hear the Word of the Lord from 1 John, or hear the Word of the Lord. It's a call to put ourselves under the authority of the Word of our King. And I don't believe many of us have, had, have made it a habit to, in, to read entire books of the Bible in one sitting. We study the Word in, in smaller bits and smaller groups on our own most frequently, so it's very likely that what we're doing today, some of, some of us have never done. But sustained Scripture reading holds great value. There, there is great fruit and enjoyment in, in sipping the Word like we would a cup of tea. And there's also great benefit to guzzling Scripture like we might do with really cold water on a, on a hot day. John 1, or 1 John, excuse me, has been an important letter for our church this summer and in this season, and so I think it's worthwhile for us to, to hear how all of these various pieces fit together. We spent 11 weeks in this letter. And so if this goes well, we, we might try it again in the future, and if not, well... We will have made the mistake of reading too much Scripture together, <laughs> and that's not much of a mistake. Um, John wrote this letter to churches in distress with division happening inside 
and persecution coming from outside. So if you would just imagine for a moment that we've received this letter from a wise and trusted spiritual father who cares deeply for us and desires that we would hold fast to Christ, to his word, and to one another. So feel free just to listen. The words won't be up on the wall behind me as they normally are. Though you're free, you are free to read along in your Bible if you'd like. But let's try to keep our minds focused, our hearts attentive to what the Word of God might say to us this morning. Um, and even before we begin, just because I think it might be good, let's just take a moment, just a moment of silence together before the Lord before we begin. Can we do that? First John 1 John 1.1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest and we have seen it and testify to it and proclaim to the eternal life which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard we proclaim also to you so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. And by this, we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. 
By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. Beloved, I'm writing you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. At the same time, it is a new commandment that I'm writing to you, which is true in him and in you. Because the darkness is passing away, and the true light is already shining. Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother and abides in the light, and in him there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. I am writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his namesake. I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him, for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. Children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come. Therefore, we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that it might become plain that they are all not of us. But you have been anointed by the Holy One, and you all have knowledge. I write to you not because you do not know the truth, but because you know it and because no lie is of the truth. Who is the liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist, he who denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever confesses the Son has the Father also. Let what you heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you too will abide in the Son and in the Father. 
And this is the promise that he made to us, eternal life. I write these things to you about those who are trying to deceive you. But the anointing that you received from him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about everything and is true and is no lie, just as it has taught you, abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he appeared in order to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous, as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. By this, it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another We should not be like Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Whoever does, not abide, whoever does not love abides in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. 
and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. By this, we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and truth. By this, we shall know that we are of the truth and reassure our heart before him. For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart, and he knows everything. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God, and whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is the commandment that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he has commanded us. Whoever keeps his commandments abides in God and God in him, and by this we know that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming, and now is in the world already. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the world, therefore they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. 
By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. By this is love perfected with us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear for fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not by the water only, but by the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater, for this is the testimony of God that he has borne concerning his Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. Whoever does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony that God has borne concerning his Son. And this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. And this is the confidence that we have toward him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. 
And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. If anyone sees his brother committing a sin not leading to death, he shall ask, and God will give him life to those who commit sins that do not lead to death. There is sin that leads to death. I do not say that one should pray for that. All wrongdoing is sin, but there is sin that does not lead to death. We know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning, but he who was born of God protects him and the evil one does not touch him. We know that we are from God and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Will you pray with me, Sojourn? Holy and merciful God, you are the source of all things, the one who keeps all things in existence. By your grace, we live in a world where the highest unity is not the unity of molecules or atoms or particles. It, it is a unity of persons in a communion of love. Because of who you are, the world originated in love, and we, your children, are made in the image of the God who is love. And so we are destined for love, loving communion with the triune God that produces loving communion with one another. O oh Lord, teach us, make us to love one another with the same self-giving, sacrificial love that was taught and shown to us by the Son. Because of your self-giving love, we have been redeemed. And we now see that we take part in redemption by loving one another. Every love is a new birth. Every love is a bit of redemption. Have mercy on us, Lord, and help us. By your Spirit, provide us with every aid to obey your commandments. We cannot truly love or live without them. And we live in such an oppressive world that doesn't know how to unburden itself. But your teaching frees captives and prisoners. And your teaching lifts the burdens of the world. Help us. Help us to forgive one another and thereby lift burdens from one another. And help us, O oh Lord, to love you with all that we are and all that we have. You've loved us first with the love that you share together as a triune God. Father, we hope for love because your love was embodied in Christ who now dwells in us by his spirit. So therefore, we long to have your love grip us and constrain us so that the unconditional love that gives hope becomes our way of life as a people. 
This is the people we long to become. And by the work of Christ in your spirit, we will become those people and inspire others to the same hope, the same life, which is in you, which is you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.